Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. Nobody likes criticism, but when you're working on a team and you're all contributing code and building the product together, it's inevitable that someone else is going to look at what you wrote and have an opinion on it. And many teams even have a formal process whereby one person always reviews another person's code. And we've been on teams like that. We've, we've uh, set up our own code review process. But Aaron, I know you have opinions on this. And I'd like to maybe get a high-level take from you on what you see as the value of code review and how to do so constructively. Yeah, I, I think that's the key word, constructive criticism. I think there is value in conflict. Conflict doesn't always have to be such a bad word uh, when you have conflicting opinions and you can take a look at something and start to pull it apart. You're not doing it to bring a person down. You're doing it to kind of pull apart the code and look at it and understand what, what are we actually getting here after we've we've created something. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the, the important thing for me when I think about code review is uh, first of all, super important because uh, for a couple of reasons. First, I want to make sure I can disseminate the information of this code with, with at least one other person, especially if I'm on a team. So when you solve a problem with code, the best way to understand how that was solved is if someone else is also reviewing that code. And so it's kind of a way of thinking of sharing the duties or spreading out the the knowledge on a team. So it's a little bit of a knowledge share, Mm -hmm. but the second, the second more important um, thing I I kind of think about is you're looking for something you're, you're, you're doing quality review, you're doing accuracy review. And uh, by doing some code review, that's you're looking at that end product and saying, uh, is this up to my standards? Is this going to solve the problem, et cetera? It's like uh, if you go and buy a new car or something like that, you want to take a look at it usually um, and, and see if it, it you know, if it, um, if it looks nice, if the trim's nice, there's no scratches or anything on there. And then maybe you'll even get in it and drive it around, just like you might run some code from someone else's to see that it does, in fact, do what you think it does. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a fair way of looking at it. And so what I heard you say is, is a lot of times when you're doing a code review, it's sharing knowledge. Yes. But it's also preventing defects and maybe Mm -hmm. enforcing some, some team standards that may have been missed in the, in the heat of development. It could also be like, like putting myself in the shoes of a person submitting code to be reviewed. You could even look at it as like a learning opportunity. So if somebody comes back and says, Hey, why, why didn't you do this? Now, maybe I thought of what you suggested and I can tell you why. And then we both learned something, but maybe I didn't think of it. And so like, don't get defensive, but hey, you just learned something too. <laughs> Easier said right. than done. But I, I have benefited from constructive code review in the past where it's like, oh yeah, that is a better way of doing it. Right. Well, I think too, um, we need to be a little honest with ourselves and say, whenever you put your work up for a review, there is going to be some sort of pride that you have in that work. For and when sure. someone comes by and, and like pokes on it and says, this is good enough. I, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's wrong to have those little spikes of emotion. Be like, Hey, you're, <laughs> you're poking at my baby, but understand that as a team or as another person that you've contracted in to look at the work that that person just wants what's best they're not there to attack you or your work. They're just looking to say, how can we make this better? And if you're really proud of your baby, you'd want it to be the 
the best code baby you possibly could have. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Now, okay. So let, let's let's put our code reviewer hats on. Mm-hmm. We are we we just got a pull request. It came in. Do you do you have like a mental process you kind of work through in terms of? Well, let's let's just say this is a larger than desirable <laughs> pull request. It's like thirty files changed or something. Like, how do you dissect that? How do you attack that as a code reviewer without like blocking out a whole day to to read every line of code? Yeah, the first thing I do is I berate the other programmer for <laughs> making a thirty file pull request. Very good, smart. I make sure that I make sure that they understand that that's not okay, and I just delete the pull request. <laughs> I have a policy <laughs> where I wait one day for every additional file that was uh, included. <laughs> now, I, I think um, obviously there is, you know, there's a limit on those sort of things, but sometimes life happens and you have to do, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah. Um, and so I look at, um, I'm a huge fan of patterns and I think we all kind of follow patterns in our daily lives. Um, and, Patterns are something that I used when I review larger blocks of code to look for areas I might want to poke at or look more in detail at. So if I'm going to have 30-some, 40-some files, I'm going to start scrolling through those. I'm looking for patterns. I'm looking for patterns in the shape of how the code looks. I'm looking for um, patterns as in different words that may be, you know, used. And so I start to see uh, if there's indenting problems or if there is spelling mistakes or if there's random sort of spacing um, or extra words or short variables or all these different things that are just kind of like little cues for me that the pattern doesn't look the same as everywhere else. And when I can see that pattern's a little bit different, then then I've kind of found an area where maybe I should spend a little bit more time to review. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, another one that uh, I know we've talked about is uh, the, those uh, four magic letters to do. <laughs> you see to that do. in the code, and you're like, "Hmm, to do." But why didn't you? You know, you just like yeah. that, that, that's like a red flag right there. Not not saying it's never good. Like I write to do tests sometimes, but it definitely is something that picks up picks your eye when you uh, when you're doing a code review. Let's say we're we're working in a less than pristine code base. It's seen some things, right? This this code base has been around a while. And as a team, it's we agree. <laughs> it's seen some things. We agree, like, things could be better. So mm-hmm. I'm working in a 400-line controller method, and I add, like, 20 more lines to it. <laughs> like, if you're a code mm-hmm. reviewer, would you push back on that? Or, like, like, would you ask somebody, like, hey, could we maybe clean this up a little bit? I think that has to do with, you know, time available mm-hmm. um, and, and just understanding it too. So I might push back on it, but I, I'm i more pushing back to understand why that was done versus say that we shouldn't do that. So what's super important to me as a code reviewer too is when I ask a question that the answer had a reason. Now, it could be a wrong decision, but the worst thing you can do as a programmer is have <laughs> no reason for the thing you did what you did. I don't know. That's kind of, yeah. Uh, well, oh, oh, <laughs> but uh, so I would ask a little bit on that. I'd be like, well, we're making this a little bit longer. Is that the best solution? And then that's time for a conversation where, you know, you as a programmer can be like, uh, yeah, I know, but we have slated to rewrite this method, you know, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's fine. Or um, I don't like it either, but I couldn't think of another way. Do you have any feedback for me of how yeah. we could, uh, do that. And, and so I think that's actually another good point is don't assume that everyone knows the answer. So sometimes you can point out and say, why is this 
this way. And, and the person might be like, Hey, I didn't know a better way. Do you know a better way? And mm-hmm. that's with the wrong tone. That can sound like a challenge. Like, <laughs> sure, oh, sure. well, I don't know. Well, how about, you know, but I think it's a legitimate question during the process. If you ask it respectfully. Yeah. And um, just, just the light bulb went on for me when you're talking about as a developer, hopefully you're making a conscious decision. If you're making a decision, especially if it's one you're thinking a little hard about, that might even be an opportunity for a comment or a note in the pull request to kind of head off that uh, that question. Like, you, you know, I know this isn't great, but here's why I did it. And just put that right in the pull request. Or if you're doing something a little non-standard, but you have a valid reason, that probably belongs as a, a comment in the code. So the next person doesn't just copy it and like propagate this thing that... Uh, doesn't belong in other places of the code base. Code reviews are valuable. I think we've established that and they might be a little painful if not handled properly or if coming at it with the right attitude. Do you ever think it's valuable for maybe like the team lead to have their code reviewed by somebody else on the team? Maybe even somebody that's been there less time or has less experience? Yeah, I think that's a great idea um, for a number of reasons. Um, But one of the most important um, comes back to that initial um, sort of reason is especially if it's someone who hasn't been there for a long time, they'll probably get to learn something. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll get to um, uh, learn, you know, how this process, what's the level of code, because hopefully the team leader is setting the standards as well. Uh, it also is a thing where you kind of join the team. You say, ah, no one's above code review. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with your stature as a programmer. It has everything to do about the product. And while I might have a lead developer who makes better or makes all the decisions and whatnot, it doesn't mean that they're better than any other person when it comes to actually coding and the responsibilities that we all have to review each other's work. The idea of code review is to make the product better. It doesn't matter who the author is of the code. And it's just that's it's the add that extra value. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I I look forward to reviewing all your code in the future. And um, being it's perfect. So (laughs) Yeah, you won't have anything to review. I don't make many pull requests, but when I do, they're 100 files large. So, Joe, we have a lot of talented people in this world, or some are just lucky or whatever. Can you think of any weird things that people do, maybe amazing things that people do, that uh, when they do them, it works perfectly fine, but when you try it, it just dumpster fire i'll give you an example okay please this is such a weird example but i thought of this the other day is um we would go to church and my grandma would eat a hard candy and she'd like a jolly rancher or something like that okay and i guess she would eat half of it and then she'd spit it back into the wrapper and wrap it up for later was it just too much for one sitting (laughs) i guess you know great depression you know yeah make those last yeah. And so as we're driving home, she would, you know, unwrap it and eat the rest of it. And well, I was really young and I thought, I want to be like grandma. But no matter what, whenever I would do that, I would eat some of the Jolly Rancher and put it back in the, the little wrapper. I could never get it out of the wrapper then again. It just shredded, basically. It was somehow just stuck. And I've never to this day understood how she was able to do that. First of all, I'm pretty sure it was not a Jolly Rancher. If it was a grandma... <laughs> It was almost certainly one of those Werther's hard caramel candies. Well, I mean, it wasn't Jolly. Right? It was it was the off-brand one at, from Fleet Farm. So <laughs> okay. it was like uh, Ranch Jollies. 
or something like that. Okay. <laughs> Jolly cowboy instead of rancher. Yeah. <laughs> um, Happy cowboy. This is a total nerd thing, but like the first thing when you were posing the question, I thought of like, yeah, my VS code never lints code properly and everybody else that <laughs> works fine for it. So I, <laughs> there's a ghost on my machine. I don't know if this is like in the same category, but I cannot roll my tongue. And it seemed like everybody I grew up with and everybody in my family to this day can do it. And I'm just like, I think I'm missing a muscle or something in my mouth to make that happen. So for listeners, what you may not know is we actually can see each other during our podcast. So I'm going to ask, <laughs> Joel, can you try to roll your tongue right now? I can't, certainly f- can't do it while I'm smiling. <laughs> so I, I can feel it in my mouth rolling, but as soon as I try to like open my mouth, it goes away. All right. So no, I cannot. I cannot. I, no, I saw your attempt. It was, okay. <laughs> it was, it was very blob-like. Yeah, no good. Nothing else. Like I, I guess. Um, oh, those people that can whistle really loud. Like I can oh, whistle. You yeah. Know, like, sure. But like those people that can like attract someone in the crowd, and they're like, "Oh, just stick your fingers in your mouth." Yeah, the like, fingers in the mouth whistling. No, I don't know how they do that. It's never worked for me. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I, I know people that can whistle super loud like that. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, and I'm not going to take time to figure it out. A lot of mouth stuff we're talking about today, but uh, mm-hmm. I um, <laughs> I also I, I can't blow a bubble in chewing gum. I can certainly shoot my gum at you, but okay. I've, I've tried. I, I just never could. Yeah, I could do that. I feel like I got I got one thing going for me here: blowing bubbles. Is it time to set up a code review process for your team? We can help. Contact us for a free consultation on our website, nocompromises.io.